We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What up, what up, what up? Welcome into another edition of Green with Envy. As always, this is your boy, Will Weir, checking in. How you doing? How you living? Another solo dolo pod for your boy here. Checking in with a Green with Envy quick hit. The Boston Celtics have wrapped up their preseason, finishing up 3-1 and one on the preseason here. They wrap up tonight with a final victory against the Charlotte Hornets on the road 127 to 99. We're going to get into that here in just a second with our morning box score. But once again, we always appreciate everybody joining in, following along. So make sure that you go ahead, hit that subscribe button, make sure that you follow along. And for tonight's podcast, just to give you kind of a, a, a glimpse or you know, kind of a look ahead here, stick around after we get through this morning box score because I, I've got a little bit of a in quotations here beef that I'd like to sell. So I'm going to speak on that here in just a minute. But for right now, let's do what we do. And for the last time this preseason, before these games start to really count, let's go ahead and cue up that morning box score. 127-99, to 99, the Boston Celtics take down the Charlotte Hornets on the road, as we always do. Let's go ahead and start with the Hornets. And, you know, this one we thought was going to be a little bit more of a, of a dress rehearsal than it really was through the first about three quarters. Both of these teams mostly played their their real guys Hornets kind of a little bit past halftime Celtics probably a little bit more towards the end of that third quarter uh, but we did actually see kind of a, a real live look at the Hornets versus Celtics which for the last preseason game of the season a little bit interesting a little bit unexpected to see so for the Hornets they had Gordon Hayward here had 11 points and five rebounds four of nine from the field Mark Williams young guy young center finally a center I think the Hornets I actually kind of like they've been trying to find a center for years eight points four of seven seven rebounds for him Old friend Terry Rozier, 6-12 from the field, 14 points. LaMelo Ball, 16 points on 5-13 of 13 shooting. Got some bench contributions late from Nick Richards out here, 15 points for him. Let's swing over to the Celtics where their defense really stole the show in this one. 22 steals on the Knights for the Celtics, as well as every single individual that suited up for the Celtics tonight. They got a bucket. 
at least one point for everyone that suited up for the Celtics. Jalen Brown, El Fuego, and Fuego, apparently uh, Brian Scalabrini hit me up. We need to do some Duolingo together. I'm working on it. You clearly need to work on it as well. So we'll figure it out together here. 20 points for Jalen Brown, 4 of 5 from the three-point line, 8 of 12, and a half-court shot that didn't count. So he was definitely feeling it tonight. Tatum, 11 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds, 14 points for Chris Stapps, Porzingis to go along with 12 rebounds. Really saw, you know, the Hornets team, like I said, Mark Williams, they finally found a center that I kind of like, but it, it's still a team that really lacks some depth. That center position has always been an area that, you know, when Rob Williams was here, when Al Horper, who didn't play tonight, you know, when he's available, the Celtics really can dominate, most teams can, dominate the Hornets down low. Derek White, another great game for him. 6 of 11 from the field, 15 points, 11 points for uh, for Drew Holiday. Combined, they had five steals, and they were just causing havoc all over the court tonight. Uh, off the bench, the Celtics, you know, a little, little bit of a quiet night for preseason P. Sam Hauser, same thing, relatively quiet. But uh, Big Nimi, Delano Banton, you know, those guys, Lamar Stevens, all of them really nice nights off the bench. Big Nimi especially, 6-6 six six from the field. He had 12 points to go along with 7 rebounds. So, really nice night for a few of these guys. And it's, you know, interesting, like I said, last preseason game of the year, you, you kind of more expect of it to be a, a bench of Palooza of sorts, where you're getting your last look at, all right, how does Fee Mikhail look? for this team how does Wenyan Gabriel look but you know Missoula went a different route Missoula's a different guy call him crazy Joe Missoula for a reason on this show and so he played most of his regulars but something I did want to point out is that you know in that first half you did see a few stints in which Big Nimi got some run Delano Banton got some run O'Shea Brissett got some run so I did think it was interesting that those specific guys were the ones that got a little bit more playing time with with the regulars so no Al Horford tonight and then Sam Hauser, Peyton Pritchard in the mix. We didn't see uh, Luke Cornett. So no Luke Cornett tonight. Um, I wouldn't read too much into that. I think he's pretty solidly established that he will be getting some playing time most nights. Uh, and then certainly nights that Al Horford's out, I think you'll see him. But, you know, maybe, maybe it means something. Maybe it doesn't. But I do think the fact that, you know, Big Nimi, Banton, and Brissett all were the ones that kind of got some minutes outside of that normal seven. I'm including Pritchard and Hauser in that, that normal seven that, that played tonight. I do wonder if that means anything. I do wonder if that's kind of a look ahead because I think the hardest part when trying to judge preseason is when it's all of the backups versus other backups. And there's a lot of backups to the backups in preseason. It's kind of hard to get a real read of what would this actually look like if they were playing a role and they're playing off of guys like Tatum, guys like Jalen Brown, Chris Dapsworzing, so on and so forth. And so maybe it means nothing. But I do think it's at least of note that in that first two and a half quarters or so, the the guys that you saw that, you know, got a look with the, you know, with, with the varsity team was Nimi, it was Ban, and it was Brissett. Maybe it means nothing, but I do think, you know, it's something to, to think about here as we head to the weekend where final cuts are going to be made, that final roster is going to be sorted. And, you know, we'll know sooner rather than later what this team's going to look like going into Wednesday night against the New York Knicks when it all goes down for real. So I'm super excited for that. Stay tuned for uh, this upcoming weekend. Three-man weave, you know, 
if we can get my guys healthy, I got to be real. Uh, the three-man weave out here, we're taking shots left and right. We've we've got COVID. We've got wisdom teeth coming out. We've got coughing. We're on medicine. We've got medications flying. So uh, I'm hoping, my guys, I hope you guys are feeling better. I'm holding it down for you right now without you, but I missed you guys. And I hope that you guys are back, ready to go this weekend. And we can give everybody out there a really nice, solid preview for the Celtic season. And then come Wednesday is go time. It's It's straight up. It's on. It's going down, and I can't wait for it to get started. So but before I leave you tonight, and that's a pretty quick morning box score, you know, especially with just being the last pregame season of the, uh, of the year, you know, we're, we're going to look forward to, to the rest of the season. But I wanted to, to address a, a podcast that I heard earlier today. And, you know, so specifically for, for those of you listening so that we can all be on the same page here, I'm talking about the the NBA Ringer show, specifically the group chat show that has Big Waz, Rob Mahoney, and Justin Barrier. And this is specifically to some comments that that were made by by Big Waz in the show. So basically, over the last couple of podcasts, for those of you that may not listen to this particular feed, uh, they've been going through and giving their preseason rankings. So each one of the three guys, three members of the group chat, go through and rank the teams one through thirty. Then they create kind of the aggregate rankings of the show of where each team is. So they're they're at the final five or six or whatever it was for the most recent episode on the feed. And so, of course, it, it features the Celtics. I believe the Celtics were the top of one of their rankings, third another. And then Big Waz actually had them fourth. And that's kind of where the conversation, you know, started to generate was, you know, why was was Waz not quite as high on the Celtics as others? And, and you know, we're, we're nitpicking here. And to be clear, everything I'm about to get into might be a nitpick of a nitpick. So. Make of it what you will, but it was something that I feel like I want to address. And so within this discussion, it's talking about how, you know, the Celtics, and we've talked about this many times on this podcast, uh, the shortcomings uh, of the Celtics, late games, offensively being able to adapt to, to zones and different reasons why they've been so close, but just haven't quite gotten there, you know, to, to cross that finish line and bring home Banner 18. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. 
We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Chase Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And so I'm not going to talk really about his thoughts on the Celtics as as a whole because I think we've done a lot of that. We, we know that there was something that needed to change, and Brad Stevens took those swings. Drew Holiday's here. Chris Stapps, Porzingis is here for a reason. No more Marcus, no more Grant, no Braga, no Braga. That's a big change. That's a lot. That's a lot. And so we know the type of talent that's here. And, you know, the, the, those big swings are going to dictate whether or not that that it works and, and gets them, them over that hump. And so we'll see. Time will tell. But another part that really kind of jumped out to me, and it was something that I had started to think about just listening to a lot of season preview podcasts, you know, across, you know, multiple mediums, whether it's The Ringer, ESPN, whatever. And it, it kind of feels like there's this, yes, Jason Tatum is a either definitive or borderline top five guy. But are we sure he's that guy? He can be a guy that can win you the title. He can be that guy because almost every team that wins an NBA championship has a definitive top five guy to it, or you have you know two of the top ten or twelve, or there, there, there's some type of, of combination of that. And you know, for the Celtics to win a title, Jason Tatum probably does really need to be a top five guy. And you know, based off the last two seasons, back to back, first team All NBA, back to back, top five MVP certainly seems that if he's not in that category, he's trending and he's right near the top of it. And so, you know, there were some comments that that Big Waz made, and, and specifically, I'm going to read those to you here that really jumped out to me. And what he said was, he is more consistently bad than any other player of his caliber in big moments. So we're talking about those top five to 10 guys. That's the caliber of players that we're talking about. And, you know, I, I'm not to say, I'm not to sit here and tell you Jason Tatum's perfect that he's never had a bad game in the playoffs. That's just not true. He definitely has. But I feel like the big moments that he has, which there are plenty of them, which is the part that is a little bit confusing to me. I I don't feel like he gets the same acknowledgement for those as others that get credit for those and, and don't get quite dinged as much for the you know the poor performances that they have on their own resume. So I was thinking about this the other day. He's at the gym. Listen to Big Waz say this, and I thought, you know what? Maybe we need to investigate this. Maybe we need to actually figure out, is this true? Is Jason Tatum actually more consistently bad than the other players of his caliber, than his, his quote-unquote, his peers? So let's dig into it. So what I did was uh, I took from the same company that, that Big Waz works for, The Ringer. They came out recently with their Ringer NBA rank list. And this list, uh, I, I believe, is meant to change throughout the season, but they came out with their preseason list. Jason Tatum landed at number five. So let's take the top 10 of that list 
And let's go through and let's compare the resumes over the last four years. We're going to date this back to the bubble. So we have a little bit of a larger sample size. We're going to go back to the bubble here. We're going to go four years worth of resume stats here. Let's put them together and let's see, is Jason Tatum actually in a, a large, is there a large gap between him and the rest of those peers in that top 10? And what we're going to be using to measure that is we're going to look at the amount of playoff games played. We're going to look at your team playoff results over the last four seasons. And then we're going to look at your individual stats. And, you know, we're not going to have, it's just me here. We're not going to have time to dig into every single element of it. But I wanted to give us a baseline and, and, and let's actually see, is there a massive difference between what you get from Jason Tatum in these quote-unquote big moments and what you get from these other members of his class, of his peers? So let's go through this top 10. And I'm going to tell you right now, before we even get into it, there's already three guys that I'm dismissing from this that we're not even going to talk about. We're not even going to broach them on this list. So let's start off, and I'll give you the reasons why. And that's not to say that these guys aren't awesome. They're not great, that they can't be guys that are going to win a championship or win MVPs. In fact, one of them's already won an MVP that I'm about to talk about here. But I, I just think at this time, if we're talking about those big moments, these guys don't have a sample size of those big moments to even compare to Jason Tatum. So we can't do it. So... Number four on the ringers list here was Luca. One time out of the first round, missed the playoffs last season. Just not enough. What we're going to talk about his 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 really stellar first round exits. It's just it's not worth it. We're dismissing Luca from this conversation for now, just for the sample for this for this exercise. Next up, number six on the list. I mentioned there was an MVP on this list. It's Joel Embiid. Never been out the second round. Boston beats him every single time. He's admitted it. You know, call, call the Celtics his daddy. Basically, it's the Pedro Martinez quote. Like, I, I don't know what else to say about this. And, you know, I'll pause right here. If you want to go find me the YouTube clip of Joel Embiid's definitive playoff moment that tells you this is the guy. When you get, you know, when you get down in the dirt and when you get into, into battle in the playoffs, that's your guy. Go ahead. Go, go ahead and send it to me. I'll, I'll pause here for a minute. Found nothing. Yep, doesn't exist. That just doesn't exist. It's not out there. Joel Embiid, you're dismissed. See you later. Number 10 on the list, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, SGA. Love SGA. Just too early. Has been in the playoffs once when he was really young. And, you know, he, he's still on the way up. I think even 10 might be. As much as I love SGA, might be a little high. I think, I don't know, I think in general, people are probably putting him in this top 10 category a little too quickly. So we'll see what happens, though, as now he starts to get more talent. We'll see. But it's just it's just too early. So we're taking him off that list. So let's get into the actual comparisons that we have here. So we now have uh, Tatum plus six other guys that are his peers, the, the same players of his caliber. And let's compare them. Let's see what we got here. So here's the Tatum stats that we're working with. And then we'll go through each of the other candidates for this as well. So Jason Tatum, over the last four years, including the, so from the bubble until present day, he's played in 66 playoff games. His team in those four seasons lost in the conference finals, lost in the first round, lost in the NBA finals, lost in the conference finals. Not bad. Only one team can win each year. Playoff stats, 26.5 points per game, 8.6 rebounds per game, 5.5 rebounds per game on a 51% effective field goal percentage. So that was going to be the stat that you'll see, stats that you'll see for each of these guys to see where they compare. All right, here we go. Buckle up. Number one, Nikola Jokic. Playoff games, 54. Team results, lost in the conference finals, lost in the second round, lost in the first round, 
won in the NBA Finals. Of course, we know those losses in the second round and the loss in the first round. No Jamal Murray in either of those. So definitely a big asterisk you got to put next to any type of evaluation you're making. But then, of course, does have that W does have that win in the NBA Finals last year. His playoff stats, 28.1, 11.1, 7 assists, effective field goal percentage, 58%. It's pretty fucking good. Really, really hard to argue anything about that one. It's pretty damn good. Let's go to number two on the list. That's Giannis. 45 playoff games, lost in the second round, won the NBA Finals, lost in the second round, lost in the first round. Including, just so you know, obviously as we're talking about just comparing to Tatum, that lost in the second round to the Celtics and Jason Tatum. We'll come back to that. Playoff stats for Giannis, 29.4, 13 rebounds, 5.7 assists per game on 56% effective field goal percentage. Again, Pretty fucking good. Pretty hard to make any arguments against that. Number three, we got Steph Curry. Playoff games, 35. Only made the playoffs the last two years, two seasons. He actually missed the playoffs altogether. Of course, injuries and other parts of the team played a role, but last four years, missed the playoffs twice. Won the NBA Finals versus the Celtics, as we all know. Lost in the second round this past year versus the Lakers. Playoff stats, 28.5 points per game. Five assists, five assists, six rebounds on a 56.1% effective field goal percentage. Let's go to number seven on the list. That is Kevin Durant. 27 playoff games played in the last four years. Injured. We didn't count that that year from, from the bubble. It's injured. It's gone. Next three years, lost in round two, lost in round one, lost in round two. The win in round two from three years ago, of course, they beat Jason Tatum and the Celtics. But remember, that's Jason Tatum with a broken down Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier, Romeo Langford, Tristan Thompson, uh, Daniel Ty. I mean, it, it was it was a rough go. So, you know, and Jason Tatum got a game, dropped 50 burger in that series, you know, did still get a game in that series. And then, of course, we know the, the Nets whole thing fell apart. But that's the four year stretch of data that we have for Kevin Durant. His stats in that time in those 27 games, 31 points, eight and a half rebounds, five assists on 53.1 percent effective field goal percentage. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's go to number eight. You guys aren't going to want to hear this one, but it, it is what it is. Number eight, Jimmy Butler. 
64 games played. So he's second to Tatum on this list with the amount of games played. So giving away some part of the lead here, Jason Tatum, he plays more than anybody else in the playoffs. So just keep that in mind because that is something that I'm going to come back to. But Jimmy Butler here, 64 games played uh, in the playoffs over the last four years. Team playoff results, lost the NBA Finals, lost in the first round, lost in the conference finals, lost again in the NBA Finals. Obviously, Heat, Celtics, Jimmy Tatum, 2-1, Jimmy's favor. You know, it's it, the raw numbers might not be there, but it's but it's hard to argue against the team success. But they're in the same category. Let's not act like they're miles apart. They're in the they're in the same argument, the same category. His individual stats: twenty four point seven points per game, six point eight assists, five, uh, excuse me, six point eight rebounds, five point seven assists on a fifty point six effective field goal percentage. And then finally, number nine, Devin Booker, forty three games played, team playoff results over the last four years, missed the playoffs in the bubble. Lost in the NBA Finals, lost in the second round, lost in the second round. His playoff stats, 28 points, 5 rebounds, 5 of 6, 5 assists, 54.3 effective field goal percentage. So just looking at the raw numbers and looking at the, the data that we have from these top 10 guys, to me, there's there's not that much of a difference from their overall holistic numbers that they're really that much of a separation. Now, the biggest separator is that if you're Jokic, if you're Giannis, and if you're Curry, you have an NBA Finals champion. You have the trophy. You have won a championship. And that's the biggest thing. So if you want to tell me those three guys are different than Jason Tatum and that he's not, you, you can't put him in that same sentence, that same breath, that's fine. I, I don't think I can really make an argument against it. But there's no one else. It's those three. It's those three, and all of them, minus Steph, really Jokic and Giannis, were about a year away from being in this same level where, where Tatum is kind of being viewed right now, where, yeah, you're close, and we know you're good, and you're this or you're that, but are you that guy? Are you the dude? Because you haven't done it. And ultimately, you do have to do it to become that. So, you know, in that sense, Waz is not wrong. Like he's not that he hasn't done that yet that they've done because in sports, once you do it, you do it once and you're forever that guy, no matter what you, you've always done it. Look at, you know, I was thinking about this earlier, think about Aaron Rodgers, and you think about before the injury, him being traded to the jets. This man hasn't won a Super Bowl since what? 2010, 2011, been 12 years, 11, 12 years. I don't think he's even, he's even been back to a Super Bowl, but now, when he goes to the Jets, it's they have a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And every year you had to consider, hey, the Packers, they might be in the Super Bowl because they have a proven Super Bowl winner in Aaron Rodgers. It's the same thing when you look at the top guys in the NBA. Once you do it, you're considered that you can do it and your team is able to get to that level because you've done it once. Once you do it once, you're forever thought about like that. And that's where Jokic is. That's where Giannis is. That's certainly where Steph is. And even KD and, of course, LeBron and AD and Kawhi are not on this list. They're just outside that that top 10. But they're still thought of for good reason. You know, in that same vein of they've done it before so they can do it again. But you look at these last four years, and, of course, LeBron and AD have their, their championship from the bubble. But you look at these last four years and, you know, KD, can he do it again? I mean, his numbers are still really, really good. But is there any reason to say that KD can lead a team more than Tatum can at this point in time, right now, in 2023? I, I, I don't really think there is. I certainly don't think there is with Jimmy, with Booker. You know, and I think with Steph, Giannis, and Jokic, you know, Tatum's right there. He's been right next to those guys. And so, of course, has he had a bad game? Yes. 
Of course, all of these guys have, basically, except for Yo. Jokic was, I'll be honest, Jokic was pretty hard to find some bad games that he had. His his bubble Western Conference Finals w- wasn't great by his standards. 21 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists compared to the 28, 11, and 7 stat line that he's averaging over these four years. But, you know, Giannis, he's had bad games. You know, one of the points Waz was making, this is more about the team than it was Jason Tatum, because obviously Jason Tatum in Game 7 last year against Miami rolls his ankle on the very first possession. Let's not forget that. The very first possession. Didn't get up and down. First possession, rolls his ankle, and it, and it all kind of went downhill from there. But let's look at Game 7. You know, it, you know, in the Boston Garden two years ago, you know, 10 of 26 for, for Giannis Antetokounmpo, 109 to 81. Boston beat that ass in Game 7. So let's not forget that game as well, too. So why does Jason Tatum's games kind of, fall against him versus versus others you know in Steph Curry he's missed the playoffs twice in the last couple years KD Tatum swept Tatum swept him you know like even when Tatum or should be when KD had Kyrie and Harden at at full tilt Tatum still found one with that group of people that I just mentioned that's what he was playing with he might as well have ran out there with me Greg and Adam like that's what he was rolling out there but he still found a way to drop a 50 burger and get one so, you know, I'm just saying there is other games that these other guys, it's not like they don't have them. So to say he consistently has more bad games than anybody, I just think it's false. Jimmy Butler, let's use him as an example. 12 point, you know, in, in NBA Finals, game six in, you know, in the bubble, 12 points, uh, 27 points total. Eastern Conference Finals, the year that they lost to the Celtics, games two through four. Let me say that again, 27 points total in three games in three games on 10 of 40 shooting uh this past nba finals pretty average 21 points per game 41 percent from the field like you know i don't understand why some of these poor performances for tatum seem to stick with him a little bit more than these other guys devin booker is the last guy that that i'll do that i'll use here uh nba finals game three a couple years ago 10 points three of 14 shooting that infamous western conference uh, uh finals game uh, excuse me, Western Conference semifinals game in which they get blown out by the by the uh, yeah by the excuse me by the Dallas Mavericks. Twelve points, three of fourteen from the field, but yet that's not necessarily seen the same as Devin Booker's a killer. He's got this I don't know. He's got some mentality that apparently you know Jason Tatum doesn't have. And like I said, Jason Tatum has some stinkers, but he also has been in the playoffs every single year of his career, starting as a rookie. He dunked on LeBron his rookie year, as we all know. Game six against Milwaukee, against Giannis, a guy on this list who I'm admitting is higher, is in a different level because he's done it, goes into his home court as he's defending the title. Game six, 46 points. Your team's about to go home. You're down 3-2, puts up that 46-point game, one of the best games of his entire career, comes back, beats that ass in game seven. Last year, and this is one that I think really stood out to me, is he is in Big Waz's, and I recommend you obviously go listen to this podcast, kind of make this you know judgment call for yourself. But he talks about how bad Jason Tatum was in those first three quarters of, of game six against Philadelphia in the second round. And he's totally right. We've talked about it before. The three-man weave has a text message chain that can never see the light of day. It's it, it we, we wouldn't be allowed to be on the show. We'd have to fire ourselves from the show if those text messages ever got released. It was bad. But Jason Tatum, who I believe was one of 13 going into that, you know, to not then also be able to give him credit for 14 points in the fourth quarter on the road, your team facing elimination against the MVP, against a guy, Joel Embiid, that most people put, despite the playoff success, still might put Jason, put above Jason Tatum in some of these where is he or can he be that dude list. For him to do that, if he doesn't go off and have those 14 points in the fourth quarter, Jalen Brown's probably in Portland right now. 
Drew Holiday's probably not. He's probably still in the Bucks. The whole NBA, it, it has a potential league altering, you know, event. It's a potential league altering event if Jason Tatum doesn't do that. And then for four more quarters, follow that up with 51 points in a game seven. But I, I just feel like for some reason, that isn't seen as the same way as, you know, I think about even Steph Curry, the the first or the first half that he had, and this is outside of the sample size that I use, but 2019 versus the Rockets, 0 of 5, 0 points in the first half, comes back 33 points, absolutely freaking electric. One of the best performances I've ever seen. And that is looked at as one of his Mount Rushmore games. And yet for Tatum, it's still, yeah, but how bad was he in those three quarters that it, it doesn't seem to matter that he then put up 14 points in that fourth quarter and then had 51 points in game seven. He still kind of gets this label as not a big game guy. And and that for me is the biggest thing that I disagree with. And, you know, it really, it took in that NBA finals, which is the one that gets brought up a lot. Did you see him in the finals? Well, he had to get surgery on his wrist afterwards. So if you want to throw that caveat in there and all these guys could have, well, in this game, Jimmy had an ankle in this game, Giannis had something there's everybody has something at that point. But if you're going to say that that's the series you look at that Tatum can't get it done. That just feels so ridiculous to me. It took another one of these guys on this list, Steph Curry. I mentioned that that Houston game is a Mount Rushmore game. One of the other games that is 100% definitively on that list is his 43-point performance in Game 4 as his team was down 2-1 and down late in that game as well. Like It took Steph Curry, who's a top 10-12 to 12 guy all time, never mind right now, all time, for him to put up one of his best performances ever, ever, and that's still what it took for him not to have the W on his resume, where once he gets that W, you can't take that away. And he's in that Jokic, that Giannis, that Steph category, undeniably, undeniably. So, you know, bringing this full circle back to the point of trying to figure out, is Jason Tatum more consistently bad than any other player of his caliber in these big omens? My answer is definitively no. I, I, I just don't see it. If you want to tell me he's not Giannis, he's not Steph. And he's not Jokic? Okay. If you want to specifically name those three guys, I can give you that. But if you want to tell me that he comes up short more times in big moments than anyone else outside of those three, and I think if you were to compile, hey, outside of those three, who's the next guy that is always consistently, because he been there more than anybody else because he's consistently there it's jason tatum and i think part of, of of the reason that he gets thought of this way is because he's seen more often he's played 66 playoff games in the last four seasons i mentioned jimmy's the only other one above 60 just a reminder Jokic 54 Giannis 45 steph 35 kd 27 booker 43 so you're seeing a larger sample size by a considerable amount of what jason tatum is doing because his team is always in the conference finals or the nba finals so because of that i do think that lingers in more people's minds and because of that he gets dinged for it where maybe he has a great game seven in the second round but maybe he's only played 45 games and i think is he then thought of in a different light kind of seems that way with some of these guys so uh, I, I don't know what to make of that but i do think Overall, he, he's not consistently worse than any other player other than those three guys I mentioned. But at the end of the day, I've been watching a little bit of Scrubs lately. This is how they end all their episodes. At the end of the day, if you want to take all of this conversation off the table, you got to go Al Davis Raider style and just win, baby. Once you win, what can you say now? What can you say now? 
You can't say nothing. And that's going to do it for this episode of Green with MB. I'm running on fumes here, but uh, had to get that off my chest. Uh, not going to lie, spent most of the game doing a lot of that research. So had to make sure that I, I made it worthwhile, but really excited for the upcoming season. And appreciate everybody locking in with us. Get tuned in. Make sure you're subscribed and following us at Green MB Pod on all social medias. Follow the YouTube page. We're going to have a lot of content for you uh, in coming up this weekend, hopefully. If our guys are healthy, we'll have a three-man weave. But for now, that's going to do it. We'll see y'all on the weekend. Enjoy some Black Sheep Optimus on the way out. Peace. You got me on the floor, you know I came to play I know I shouldn't, but you seem to take my pain away And every time I score, Jason Tatum fade away I close